Previously on Gigdamin Paws. That's a picture. It's not a drawing, right? Yeah, this is a photo of the man. Okay. His name is Ty. But this comic is about Samurai Ty, a fictional character. You know, this guy turned into a fictional samurai. Today on Gigdamin Paws. And then I found another guy, uh, Rex Baja, over in the Philippines to do action figures from the comic book. So you have, not, you know, not just comic book, we also have our action figures. Right, These for the podcast, you're showing me uh, to, uh, dolls. That's Steph, and that's you? No. Yes. Yeah? Yes, we have our own action figures. I have 14 action figures. Move them to the, so set, move them to the center. Move them to, I can't see the man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You have 14 action figures. How, how, yep. how, how did you do that? You are listening to Geekdom Empowers, the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson, and this is Geekdom Empowers. In Geekdom Empowers, we're mapping out the personal paths of people who are often not highlighted, but make up the big, huge part of the geek world, the majority of the geek world. We are all part of a big tapestry. We are all individuals, but we are also similar in many ways, and we are all connected to others who are together part of the tapestry. Previously, on Geekdom in Pals, I followed a connection to a connection to a connection, uh, as you've seen in the last few episodes. And today we're doing it again on other connections. As you recall, a few episodes ago, artist Paul Pate, that's the voice, the first voice you heard in the open, talked about a comic book called Samurai Tai, who is Tai is a real person. Today, we're talking to Tai, Tyrone Dickey. He has two comic books with him, as one of the main characters, he has animations, action figures, and he doesn't even come from the geek world. He's not a geek, he comes from fashion. But his life story is amazing. And his advice for any creator, an artist who wants to make it in the world with their own own thing is amazing. This episode is worth it. I should say that the sound quality in this one is problematic. We had Zoom problems, so we talked on one thing and recorded on another device. But like I said, it's worth bearing through the sound quality. And once the video of this episode is out on YouTube in a couple of weeks, you should watch it too. It is amazing. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Tyrone, nice to meet you. Uh, Nice to meet you too, Dan. You are, like this was the craziest a way to get connected uh, on uh, Zoom, but it's also the craziest way to get connected, period. Like a few a few episodes ago, I talked to Paul Pate, and he yes. said, I'm having, uh, I have a comic book called Samurai Tai about this guy Tai. And I got thinking, wait, is this a real guy? And he said, yes. And then uh, you, you uh, approached me, and I just, I saw the Facebook pictures you had, and I saw there's a life story and there's art doing them. This, this is a life story I want to hear. So uh, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me on. 
Uh, can you tell me a little bit, like, let's start, where should we start this story? Should we start with Paul or should we go further back? Okay, to note uh, the history, I, I am tied the second half of Stephen Ty. And it's uh, a company that's built by my wife and myself. And we do, my wife is a hat designer, which is literally, she's known around the world. So we do a line of hats, uh, is what we're known for. What's we're her name? For clothing. What's uh, her name? What's her name? Oh, Steph. Steph. Yeah, Steph. The, name of the, the name of the company is Steph and Todd. Okay. Yeah. And we've been around for 30 years. Uh, with the comic books, you know, because the Skillerai Tie is the second comic book. The first comic book is Steph and Todd. Oh, hold on one second. Okay. Okay. This was the very first comic book. Stephen Ty fa versus Fashion Killer. Yes. The Fashion Killers. This was actually drawn in uh, by Paul too. So oh, really? It says Stephen Ty Fashion Fighters. Those are yes. You know, in, in the comic line, this this was the first one. And then last year, we finished up with the Samurai tie. Yeah. How, you so, know, that was the second. So how did that come about? How did the first comic book come about, the fashion fight? Well, the first comic book, uh, you know, I, I, want, I was, you know, like, hey, man, I, I want to do a comic book. I know... And, you know, I didn't know anything about the comic world. Like I said, I'm, I'm in the industry of clothing. You know, I know a lot of people in, in the clothing industry. Nothing about animations or comics. I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, I was like, and, you know, I want to try it. You know, I'm willing to try a lot of different stuff. And, uh, you know, I'd asked the, in the beginning, I asked a couple of people that I knew that drew very well uh, about doing a comic book. And, you know, they didn't have time or any of that. So, you know, I went on Facebook and I put out an SOS for somebody that could do, you know, do a comic book. And that's actually where I met Paul, Paul Pate on Facebook. Asked him, could he draw me and my wife? you know, in a comic character. Hmm. And he, had, he told me he wasn't sure if he could do it. And the next thing I know, I got pictures from him mm -hmm. of Stephen Todd. And, you know, it, you know, us as a comic, you know, comic book characters. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that kind of began. And then after we did the comic book, we also, there's an anim animation of us too. We did the animation next. And then I found another guy, uh, Rex Baja, over in the Philippines to do action figures from the comic book. So you have, not, you know, not just comic book, we also have our action figures. Right, for the podcast, you're showing me uh, uh, dolls. That's Steph, and that's you? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have our own action figures. I have fourteen action figures. Move them to the so Move them to the center. Move them to. I can't see the man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You have fourteen action figures. 
how yeah how how did you do that yeah. yeah this was yeah these were done by my friend rex baja over in the philippines he did this and then when we finished up with the samurai Thai comic book you know i sent him pictures of it and then we he did this this is samurai Thai. comic books lots of action figures in one book in like two minutes so tell like yeah. <laughs> let's go have, let's, let's go slower than that um, yes I, I have a lot of history yeah i have i've had i have a lot of me and stuff have a lot of history we've been featured in what 50 publications around the world um we've done tv shows we have been on the, the the cover of the New York Times, um, a bunch of magazines. We've done uh, quite a few entertainers that we've dressed. So again, we've been doing this for 30 years. So those appearances were part of the fashion side of uh, what you're doing, right? Fashion. Uh, what? You're on, on New York Times and in TV shows yeah, regarding yeah, fashion. That, that's Yes, that's all of the fashion. Okay. That, that's where we come from. And that's what people know us. And within the last uh, six years is when I started developing the, the, the comic books and, you know, that, the T-shirts. I also have a watch line, if you can see that. That's a watch line. That's me. Oh. I have seven, seven images of, of me. We also have a skateboard model yeah. uh, of me and Steph on skateboards. So, and we have action figures that also have skateboards with them too. So I so, want to, I want the read the listeners to, uh, to, you know, this is about empowering people and it looks like you found your own path, uh, your very specific path. Uh, and I would like to follow you through it. Like, how did you get into fashion? And how did you become, how did your wife become world famous? Like, let's start with fashion and go up to comic books. And, okay. Uh, my, my, my wife has been, my wife was taught by her grandmother 
how to sew. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, her she learned at a young age how to sew. Yeah. And her, you know, the grandmother taught, you know, all of the girls how to sew. So when they were kids, the, her great her grandmother was a seamstress back in the day. And so she just taught, you know, the kids how to sew. So Steph has been sewing since she was a young girl. Um, and, you know, just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And then, you know, she used to sew for the singer Stacey Lattisaw and a couple of entertainers back in the day. Mm-hmm. And when we met, we met in 91. And, um, you know, she was still sewing, but not, you know, she wasn't like, uh, you know, like really, you know, putting it out there like that. And when I met her, we met in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I saw the skills and I was like, man, I, I can help. So I started marketing the product around Washington. And then Steph wanted, she was always talking about moving to New York. So, so your talent was marketing? Huh? Your talent was uh, marketing? My talent is marketing, yes. Okay. Yes. And then uh, we moved to New York. We got married. Then we moved to New York City. And when we got to New York City, then I just started taking the clothes around various places, hair salons, boutiques, you name it, I was there. Uh, uh, record companies, because back then they had Sony Records, Def Jam Records. So I was taking things to record labels. And the record labels start buying clothing for the artists. I've been in videos with Stevie Wonder. Uh, we've done the, the album cover of Alfonso Blackwell, the, the jazz musician, uh, Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done. Uh, um, uh, we used to do clothing for Noel Pointer, the 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 uh, violinist, the famous violinist. I mean, we've done just about everyone. Then we got we got affiliated with the TV show Living Single. Um, some of our clothing were there. We did the first Essence eyewear ad. It, it, the ad uh, with the man and the woman. Uh, uh, showing the their glasses, that's Stephen Ty clothing. Um, we, you know, again, we've done so many people over the years, and it was mainly clothing. Uh, about maybe ten years ago, when the economy got really bad and people were not buying clothes as much. We started focusing on the hats. By this time, we had moved to Detroit. Um, and then we started focusing on the hats. And then the hats just became a phenomenon. You know, people were just buying hats. And, and now they know us for the hats. How did that um, happen? This was probably around 2008 when the economy collapsed, right? Yes. And so people had no money. They figured they had no money to buy clothes. So how did you get them to buy the hats? Well, you know, a hat is not something that's so uh, staple like clothing. 
you know, you can get a funky hat and you can go to the thrift store and mix and match clothing, you know, it, you know, a hat is very functional. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a, a large commitment like buying clothes. And so people would, you know, they would buy a hat more so than they would buy clothing. And then what Steph does with hats, nobody in the world does this. So it, it, it's a market um, that's very different than than the norm. You know, we have such a, uh, with all of our products, from watches to the comic books, to, it's it's a niche market. It's, a, you know, it's a smaller market. It's not mass production market. It's just for those eclectic people who want something a little funky in life. Like, if you see me, I'm, I'm not just, I don't, I'm not the average-looking guy on the streets, and I don't want to be. You know, I'm I'm a true artist, mm-hmm. and so you know we develop a market. When you when you got people like uh, Erica Baidu in your stuff, and you got uh, you know Amp Fittler in your stuff, and you know, so we get a lot of different artists in the you know in the hats. And that just kind of elevates, you know, when people see certain people in in the stuff, they want it. You know, they're, they're influences of the world and they travel the world. So, so the, the, the secret of how you created the hat market, that people know it's a Stephen Tye uh, hat, is by getting people, celebrities like Erica Badu, to, to, do the, to wear them. Is that that's what yeah, you mean? Not, yeah, not just Erica. I'm, I, you know, I put that in there, but everyday people wear the Stephen tie. It's it's a signature hat, and it's like it, it it's just funky. You know, my wife does a phenomenal job on yeah. the hats, and so it has a signature to it that people know. Oh, that's a Stephen tie hat. Well, that, that's actually my question. How do people know it's a Stephen Tyan? How did you make that uh, a brand? How do people you know, know that's you, a hat? When, when you see it, when you see a Stephen Tye hat, you automatically know that's a Stephen Tye hat. It's, it's just a signature. Okay. It's, it's like, okay, if you're listening to a song, a song comes on, right? You automatically know if it's George Clinton, playing you know george clinton's voice you know it if it's stevie wonder if it's uh you name it you know everybody every artist has a signature that's definitely them and people know that signature in that you know in that particular niche world you know they know okay that's a a a a louis vegas sound that's a uh, uh, such and such clothing piece without even looking at the label they know the cut You like Yoshi Yamamoto is one of the, the, the funkiest Japanese clothing designers mm-hmm. when you see someone wearing his clothes you automatically know that's a Yoshi Yamamoto piece but to get to Not that stage to get to that stage you need to have enough awareness that people say oh I recognize that exactly so how do you and get I, to that stage? We, we have been blessed. You know, how do I, uh, God, 
God, that's, that's you know, the, the creator, and mm-hmm. just keep going, keep going, whatever your passion is, keep going. And when people don't know who you are, you keep going, you make them know who you are. And, you, and how you do that is just keep putting your art out there, keep putting your art out there. Prime example, my artwork. My artwork is in various countries. I paint poles, actually. Can you see behind me? Uh, I can't see the odds behind you. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, the poles. I see them, yeah. Okay, the poles. My my poles are in about seven countries. When people see my artwork, they automatically know, oh, that's Ty's work. That's Ty's work. They don't even have to see my name on it, but they know it's my work because I'm the only one doing that. I'm painting cardboard tubes. No one is doing that. So it's a signature that that people have recognized to, to know that, oh, that's the artist time. Mm-hmm. And I've sold, let's see, I've done you know, I really started getting serious about that about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I've always painted, but not to where I'm selling my artwork. And my wife made me get very serious. My wife and, and, Look, and my put, big put the brother. Phone, put the phone up so I can see. I see I'm only seeing half your face. Do you see, oh, Do you see okay, the picture? I'm, I'm seeing half your face. Can you see it? Yeah. You so see your wife, now? yeah. So your wife said. Yeah. Yeah, my wife and a, a and a good friend of mine, Derek Johnson, which is another very creative artist. I mean, very, very funky. Uh, was like I should get more serious about my artwork, and uh, and I did. And and to this day, I've sold over a thousand poles in, uh, in seven countries. I'm trying to find the moment of magic where you say, "Well, I have to do, I have to sell poles, or I have to turn from." Uh, uh, from doing fashion that doesn't work now to hands. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find that. Ma- how do you, how do you, how does the selling begin? How do you, does it suddenly turn into a brand? Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I mean? You know how the selling begins. How? God, when you're hungry, when you're hungry, and mm. you look at your kids, and you look at your wife, and you say, "Hey, we got to eat tonight." So what do you do? There's a couple things you can do. You can go and you can get a job or you can believe in yourself to go out and sell your brain. And there's a billion people on this planet, a billion. Somebody is going to like what you have, but you have to be consistent. You have to do this day in, day out, you got to constantly go for it. I'm, I just turned 55 years old. Okay? Half of my life has been with my wife and selling the Stephen Ty brand for 30 mm-hmm. years. I started when I was 25. And I'm 55. And I look back now and I'm like, man, you know, did, but did we do all of that? Yes, we did. And then some. But I was, uh, you know, I was consistent on what I did. I didn't do this like one day and all oh, things are not going to work out today. I remember times 
when I would go, when we were living in Baltimore, we've lived in, what, eight cities in America, eight of the major cities in America. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were in Baltimore, and I would take my wife's work out. You know, when I say take it out, I would put it in a bag, and I would run to hair salons and barbershops and clothing stores trying to sell the product. Some days, man, I would come home with $20, $20 to feed me and my wife. And, you know, I just didn't stop. I didn't say, okay, well, I only made $20. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to go get a job. And I'm going to make somebody else wealthy. No, I just kept branding and branding and branding. And anytime there was an opportunity, I was on it. There's a saying now that I, I just posted. Poor. P-O-O-R. You know what it means? Passing over opportunities repeatedly. Now, and people are like, what? That does make yes. When an opportunity comes, you should get on it. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. But don't pass it up. When you said, Ty, would you come, you know, would you be willing to come on my show? You know, I'm like, yes. I've had some no opportunities. That's why I can say now, yeah, we're in 62 countries. From my artwork, I work with artists around the world, uh, and we, we, just, we just do our thing. That's amazing. Okay, so so doing your thing means then you move to comics. You said, you know, I want to expand further, right? Expand the brand, do new stuff. Yes, that means that doing my thing, I'm going to continue to promote Stephen Ty and what other artists that works with us in this in this circle. We, we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to promote it uh, from my sons. You know, one of my, my sons is a beat maker. The other one is, uh, you know, is a writer. Uh, my grandson, he, you know, he, he's a, a rap artist. Um, you know, and then people like Paul Payne. Uh, my friend Mason Tone, who, who made the little tie for me. She's another incredible artist. Um, you know, I have a ton of them, I, you know, uh, that's, you know, surround me, uh, and they motivate me. I, you know, I have a great friend. He's a candle maker. He, you know, he's one of the best candle makers to me in the world. Um, Rick, who makes the, uh, the, the, the action figures, you know, it, you know, so, you know, th these artisans, you know, to, to, to get the things that I've got, you know, is a blessing. And if these artists see fit taking their their craft, their ability to create art, and let me and Steph be a part of it, then I, you know, I have to promote it. You know, I have to get it out there. Because not only do I eat, they eat too. Because if somebody says, oh, Ty, when you get the action figure, 
Oh, well, it's my friend Rex. Well, going to Rex means business for Rex, right? That means uh, a financial income. That means money that he can pay his bills. You know, he can feed his child at night. That's what this is really about. It's not just about me and stuff. It's about a, a, a coalition of artists. Um, and, you know, and, and, and getting it, you know, getting our, 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 our creative work out to the world. Yeah, I see. Uh, this is heavy stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, artist myself, I write books and stories, and I've been through, you know, for ups and downs for uh, 30 years now. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And yes, the, the family needs to eat. The kids yes. need food. <laughs> Your father. So, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you don't want to be in line say, oh, I got to put this back, I got to put that back. That means, you know, you have to have an income to be able to buy the things that you need. Not saying that, you know, you have to be filthy rich or any of that. Sure. But, you you know, there's certain things in, in this life, and this life is very short. That's another thing. People take for granted. Oh, I'm going to do something tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to do something tomorrow. And they always put things off instead of going ahead and doing it. My life has been based upon, okay, whatever I do may not work, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not going to put it off. I'm going to do it. And sometimes when you have that kind of confidence in yourself, then things will happen. People will gravitate towards you. Not all of them will be PG King, but that that has nothing to do with you. And you just do what you have to do. But there's a confidence that I have in me that man, I I I, I you know I can't come to my wife and say, well, you know, or or my friends and say, well, you know, we can't eat tonight. No. <laughs> so, you know, I got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And when I leave this earth, when I leave this earth, I'm, you know, my thing is to leave it better than when I got here. And I often say, when I leave, we're going to leave so much of a legacy, it's not even funny. I mean, literally, if you think about uh, you know, we are a couple together doing this for 30 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. How many couples would have given up in the first year because we can't pay bills? I don't yeah. know. I was just going to say, like, you have to be completely in sync in what you want because if you know, if you're very, if you decide I can do this, but she says at some point we just have to stop and get a real job, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Me and Steph have never been on that. You know, 
we've taken jobs along the way of yeah. us building our brand. You know, I might work, you know, I've worked in the uh, correctional facilities, you know, as a, you know, as a, you know, as a correctional officer, prison guard. Uh, Steph has done uh, work, you know, small work, uh, you know, just to keep food on the table while we are pursuing our passion, yeah. you know, and uh, just, you know, just keep, you know, just keep uh, pushing. And you're right. You have to be in sync, you know, uh, with each other on this mission, you know, and uh, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm really blessed. Absolutely. And can you, I also saw uh, in the Facebook pictures that you're with a, uh, a lot of kids and I was thinking, I assumed you you kind of have an educational thing, like, uh, or an inspirational thing with uh, kids? No, well, actually with the kids, uh, you know, I was going, before this pandemic, I was going to the schools, you know, on career day just to meet the kids, sure. uh, you know, because, you know, they, they wanted to meet, uh, at that time, the Stephen time, um, you know, seeing the comic book and then meeting me, it was like, wow, you know, and then Samurai Tai. I donate a lot of comic books to different organizations uh, that deal with kids because I think it's important for these kids to see, you know, themselves. When they see me, they also see themselves and doing the comic books and, you know, things of that nature, which is, you know, we, we need that. You know, we need that val validation of, you know, trying something else. Um, you know, I, I can't speak for Israel, but I can speak for America. What's pushed over here is sports. If you're not a football player, you're not a basketball player, uh, anything in sports, then you're kind of secondary. You know, uh, we, it, when I was a kid, we used to have gym class and, and art, and, mm -hmm. and all of that has been pushed out of the school system. We don't have art classes anymore here. We don't have gym classes. We don't have trades. I used to, I learned in high school how to work on cars. There was an automotive class that I took. Mm -hmm. We don't have those things anymore. So these kids are not seeing, only thing they're seeing is football players and that, and we know everybody is not gonna be a football player. Everybody is not gonna be a basketball player. And, you know, everybody is not gonna be a world famous rapper or entertainer. But these are careers, other careers like writing and, you know, the comic books and, you know, uh, you know, producing images where you can make your own watches, the watch line, and t-shirt line. These are things that you can make a, a great living. And, you know, it's yours. My first business, my first business, before I met my wife, actually while I met my wife, I owned a shoeshine stand. And when I had the business, People were like, you shining shoes like it was like insulting, right? And during that time, man, I was making 
like, what, $100 a day, $150 a day, $200 a day from shining shoes and, and getting the tips. You know, I would get $5 tip, $10 tip. Well, who, who, who's doing the greatest? I, I'm making way more money than you, and I own this. This is my business. And so people were like, oh, okay, you know. Then I went from there, and then I opened up a cleaning service where I would come into your home, do your carpet, and also not just carpet cleaning, I was doing buffing and waxing floors. So I was going to businesses, uh, stripping and waxing the floors. I, you know, I used to, I called my business the Jazzy Cleaning Service. And actually, some of those um, business encounters are some of those accounts. I would take my wife with me. That, during this time, she wasn't my wife. She was my girlfriend. And she would go and help me. I said, oh, I got to marry this lady. <laughs> so, so yeah. you know, and then I gave that up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going full time with helping the seven high business and growing that. I, you know, I, I at the time, I knew a lot of people. And so, you know, I just went to friends and, like, man, you know, what do you think of these clothes? And, oh, man, those are really nice. They're different. Nobody has that because we truly make one of a kind. So whatever piece that you get is literally a work of art. No one has exactly what you have. And that's what our clientele loves because nobody looks like them. That's fascinating. So what kind of uh, advice would you give to someone who's starting, someone who's a teenager or in their 20s or 30s, just thinking to go off on their own thing? Um, what kind of advice would I give? follow the path. Uh, I would just say, be, whatever you're going to do, be consistent with it. Consistency wins. Anything less than that, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Whatever you choose to do, just be consistent. And please, never let no one tell you what you cannot do. People get in a, a, in a thing of telling people, oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Well, you know, it may not work for you, but please don't tell me what's going to work for me because I'm going to try it. And as you go along in life and, and, and do the things that you love to do, then you will slowly but surely lose a lot of people from around you. And that's okay. That means that's a good thing because you're growing. And it's just like a rocket. When a rocket goes in the air, what happens? Pieces fall off that rocket. And as pieces are falling off that rocket, the rocket gets higher and higher. So you got to go at it like, hey, this is my passion. This is what I love doing. And regardless to, of what other people say, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to be the best at this. And you got it. And that's in self-belief. And confidence is the number one thing. You have to believe that you are the best. 
at it. Not when no one tells you, not validation, none of that. You got to wake up. I am the best at this. At this thing that's specifically yours. At this thing that's specifically yours. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you want to do, you do it. And you do it to the best of your ability and you keep doing it. Somebody is going to recognize you. Somebody is going to recognize your talent. There's a billion people on this earth. And somebody's going to be like, oh, I, I, you know, I really want to be, I want that product. You know, or I want to be around this person to help them develop what it, what it is, you know, is their talent. And keep going. Uh, I think uh, that 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 is uh, amazing advice. And where do you where do you uh, see yourself going now? Like, what are you working on now? And how do you see yourself in the future? Uh, in the future, uh, well, I'm working always working on something. But we're, we just signed our first contract to speak to college kids. So I see more of this uh, uh, guest speaker speaking engagement and showing the youth what they can do. Mm -hmm. So that's mainly, you know, what I'm headed into the future outside of working on other projects. Uh, you know, we got another um animation coming up uh you know I'm, again i'm always working with various artists so i'm always featured on something we work always working on something uh, but i just see me more uh speaking to people you know uh more of a motivating type of you know thing uh as they say now an influencer of, of, of people who are out here trying to do their artwork and they may not be getting that that um because i know that's a hard thing again i'm blessed i mean i'm i'm surrounded with people who push me and saying okay ty let's go let's work you know let's let's get this done so i i'm one of the few because everybody can't say that they have a surrounding of people of, you know, and my clique is small and we're not, it's not a ton of us, but you know, we, we're small like the ant, but we're mighty like the ant too, because we'll hit you with a blow that you won't forget. <laughs> like, wow. So, you know, I, you know, um, motivating speaking. How small is the clique? How small is the clique? Uh, my clique of people, um, maybe, I mean, that hang around me these days, like, maybe about six of us, wow. six to seven, because we have, uh, in my clique now, we have uh, Felicia Talbert, uh, which is, to me, one of the, the, the best photographers there is. And then we have Sean Rochelle, which is another great photographer. She, mm -hmm. uh, both of those are both of those young those ladies are off the chain. Uh, we have Mason Tone, 
uh, which is one of the dopest uh, designers I know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Darnell, uh, who I was telling you about, that makes candles. He makes the wonderful soy candles. Um, we have Mr. Paul Payne. You know, he's the, the animation. You know, he's the best drawer. Um, we have Rex, uh, the best action figure maker out there, you know. Um, of course, you know, my number one Uno, Uno is my wife, Steph, sure. uh, which is the, the dopest hat designer. Um, who else is in my little clip? Um, you know, we have the author, uh, Pamela Hill, your orange, uh, the ghost writer, I should say. Uh, you know, it's just, like I said, it's a small, you know, it's a, it's a small handful of people. Uh, we also have one, I have a, a great friend. Her name is Rhonda Berry. She does, she takes tire rope and makes jewelry out of it. From, from, fact, from tires? From yes. Okay. Yes. Actual tire rope. And her bags are incredible. Um, and then again, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, our, our son, who's the beat maker, uh, the animation that I, I sent you in the beginning, that's my grandson that's talking. Oh. And then that's my son who actually did the beats. Uh, Damien, uh, Damien Chucky Richardson is the son and uh, Graffiti Richardson is the grandson. Uh, very talented. And then uh, my other son, uh, Chris Richardson, uh, very great writer, um, uh, off the chain, just off the chain. I'll tell you what's amazing about that list of people. It is not what anyone would expect to have. Like you'd say, I have a marketer and a video person and a person who knows how to post on uh, the social networks and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but you have such a collection of people with specific talents that are not necessarily, you know, anything that's going to make you explode as a brand. But together, you believe in the people, they do amazing work, and you, I'm guessing you work together in a, you know, like a tight group. And that is the secret. You work with people who believe in you, that you believe in them, and that have the same mentality, I'm guessing. Yes, that is the secret. Uh, I, I say that quite often. You, you have to get with people who uh, believe in what you're doing, and you believe in what they're doing. Yeah. You guys work together because you just can't have one or two people trying to do something and get, I mean, you can get far, but even when you're getting far, you really got to have help. And then it just feels good to have other people going along the journey. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, you're not alone, you know. And I, I want to say something else because before you gave a really amazing uh, speech about how to start when you're a teenager in your 20s and your 30s and 
it moved me so much that I couldn't even talk uh, about it because that's my life. I I did. Uh, I have been uh, uh, going my own path, uh, which is completely different from what anyone else is doing, was doing, anything that was smart to do. Whenever I tried to do something that was smart to do, it completely failed. Um, and that is my life. I've been doing that for 30 years in the theater, in books, in uh, movies, um, in comics. And, um, and so it really touched me. And I, it took me time to be able to respond to it. To, to even, uh, so I'm giving you a delayed reaction to it, because now I can talk about it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Is there um, anything else you want to talk about to the listeners? No. Anything you want to talk about? No, I think this sounds. We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, this is uh, an amazing conversation. We did cover a lot of stuff, and it was really, really, really amazing. And if. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you coming on. And if there's anything else you want to talk about in the future, let me know and let we talk again. There's clearly a lot more to talk about. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, now I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much to Ty. This was an amazing episode. You can find Steph and Ty on Facebook where they are Steph and Ty, S-T-E-F-N-T-Y. And on Pinterest where they are S-T-E-F, dash and dash ty and because gildamine pause is all about being one big tapestry i will as usual say next time on gildamine pause we're going to take a look at a person behind the super geeky organization you all know so stick around for that Gigdom in Pals releases three episodes a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and if you want to contact me about this episode, other episodes suggest more guests, say something you want to be read uh, on the air email me at guy.hasson that's H-A-S-S-O-N at geekdominpals.com Check out our website, geekdominpowers.com, on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. We're at geekdominpowers. My name is Guy Hasson. And if you want to check out my other podcast, The Squash Buckler Diaries, which is an experiment in epic fantasy, massive, massive experiment. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. Feel free to check it out, The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time. And for now, have an empowered day.